0: Yes, we're on holidays. Uh, Thank you very much, though, for coming and checking out this podcast. We've made a few podcast specials just in case, you know, there's bits of the show you missed or you're like, I really enjoyed that. You know, like sometimes you watch a movie. You go, it's a great movie, so you watch it again. Oh, yeah, and And again and again. You see bits that you missed. That's right. That's Mm. what this is kind of like. We spoke to an extraordinary girl who's from Afghanistan. She escaped the Taliban. Yeah, she was amazing. I must say, she swore in this. Yeah. And Did you get shocked? <laughs> it shocked me because, you know, you always think like yeah. Muslims don't, don't swear yeah. and they're very strict in their religion and stuff. She was very blase no, about it. You, you say that, but my, um, my friend's, uh, best friend's husband is from um, Vietnam and he, when he first came over here, didn't speak enough. That, uh, like, that was Abby getting a message on it uh, A reminder. It didn't speak um, much English and the first words he learnt were swear words because yeah. at school... You try and teach the person that can't speak swear words. So he would always say them in such a funny way. (laughs) And I find that he probably swears the most Uh out of our group because it's the first things that he sort of... But yeah, It's completely in context when she does it. Mm. Uh, an amazing woman and an amazing interview. Here we go. Let's have a listen. The height of the Taliban's rule in Afghanistan, a burqa-clad woman, was executed in Kabul's main football stadium. The world is full of extraordinary people, and we have an extraordinary woman in the studio with us this morning. Uh, Rahila is her name, and the best way to describe you is a survivor of the Taliban. Yes, Morning.
1: it is. <laughs> now, you were born in Afghanistan? Yes, I was born in Uruzgan province of Afghanistan, a place that is just described horrific. Can you tell us what it's like to live in? To be honest, as a child, I just thought it was heaven, mm. a beautiful blue river running through my village. But reality hits strong and hard. And the reality that I saw after just seeing my heaven was killings, Uh, people coming and shooting other innocent people and killing them just because they think they don't deserve to leave. Mm. So
0: to explain it, as a child, the Taliban weren't there and then they come in, they pretty much just take over a town and a city and they govern the place.
1: They rule, yeah. And one of the rules that they had was um, that women should be staying within their house um they shouldn't be going out and no sort of rights for girls they shouldn't be uh, they're not entitled to education yeah. um and as a girl i just felt that was not fair
0: hmm.
1: it just didn't make sense to me had you previously gone to school before the Taliban? no because no. i was just six at that time right when yep. i felt like oh education is for me old i'm a girl yeah yeah, yeah. So what I did was that I just one day dressed in my cousin's clothes, mm. like in a boy's clothes and just walked to school. Which is school.
0: incredibly dangerous.
1: Which is completely insane yeah. in, in me doing that. Like my voice still shakes when I yeah tell people about it because it was scary. If you'd uh, have, been out, you would have been
0: found out, you would have been killed on the spot.
1: Yeah. Well, when the teacher realized, kicked me out right. of the class because he didn't want to to be in trouble yeah and the next thing I realize is that my father's been called and he's told that if you we see your daughter again we're gonna kill her yeah it's straightforward.
0: So, so the Taliban called your dad and, and said, said
1: we're gonna kill her if we're gonna see her in the village because she's bad influence on other girls yeah she is breaking the rules
0: because they see that they see if, if one person goes up against them you can start the whole community 100%. starts to do it and then yeah
1: did you escape with your family no. So my dad got me through to Pakistan, through the borders when we were crossing the borders, shooting on us yep. at night. Just me and my father. At, at, when I was six, I made it to Quetta, city of Pakistan. Hmm. So I lived there for 10 years, right. and then the rest of my family came. You were waiting for 10 years for the rest of your family to join you? Yeah. Did you have any contact with them throughout that time? I I did writing letters um, in most of those parts of Afghanistan where I come from at that time there was not even um, networks to call or make contact so
0: yeah. you're a Muslim woman
1: I am a Muslim woman so I wear headscarf yeah. mm-hmm. how
0: do you feel you've lived through that yeah. from these horrific human beings yeah. and then people say to you um, I imagine some people treat you differently differently like maybe you you are a terrorist as well because there are some people who believe that just because you're a Muslim you're a terrorist. That yeah. must be very yeah. frustrating.
1: It is because it is thinking, hey, am I the attacker or I am the key mm. Like yeah. am I being attacked? Or you're saying I'm attacking. It just is both of those things and it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. And To be honest, like I wouldn't actually deny that I haven't been through those phases where people just look me in the eye and say, "You Muslim, don't try to chop my head." Yeah, right. I'm sorry for my my language here.
0: So someone has actually said said those words to to you,
1: to me, Mm. and here I just stand watching those people and I'm scared Uh, that would be terrifying that is terrifying and I think that's just not fair um, and should be stopped Uh, you know that type of language that type of concept and behaviour is not acceptable when I have been through that experience where as a Muslim Mm. I've been attacked and then people sort of come up to me and say you are the extremist you are the the person who attacked well wow. as a muslim woman which it comes from you know from peace and the word submission mm. to be able fellow follow islam how do you feel about people who are the terrorists that people associate you guys with them the extremists they are not associated with any religion mm. they shouldn't be they are just you can't say they follow right? yeah yeah no mm. because religion to me means peace and harmony and if I follow religion that everything that matters to me is making sure that every other human is being treated the same and extremism is extremism disassociated with religion
0: do you have any ideas how we can break that down because I'm a Christian as well, and I have no issue with any other religion because I think if that's what you believe, I believe what I believe, we're still two human beings. Mm. How can we get people to be open to approach someone who is Muslim and speak to them and ask them questions?
1: I I guess the answer is just so simple. What you want for yourself you have to also think that other, other people want for themselves as well. For example, one lady said to me you know i want to be able to walk on the streets n- naked top yeah. uh, and i said look same concept i want to be able to walk on the street with putting a scarf on and yeah. and i ex- expect ex- expect people to accept me like that mm. yeah. so we both want freedom yes. and let's let's all fight for that not mm. f- for That's you know point. fingering <laughs> for the differences yeah Yeah. Uh, putting fingers on others pointing fingers on others and saying you're wrong or I'm right
0: alright well thank you so much Rahila nice to see you this morning thank you for coming in and sharing your story
1: thanks for having me you guys are cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's Rahila a survivor of the Afghanistan Taliban regime on the air with us here at Hit 105 if you want to help her out with empowering women uh, over in Afghanistan you can get all the details um, to go fund her on our Facebook page now
1: Wow!